And we're back at it again with the Pakish Podcast. <laughs> with the with three What's quarters up? of our usual crew, YJ and Vin. Thank you for coming here. Uh, up, man. We're here to interview our guests for yet another episode of Skills Pay Bills. Uh, before we begin, we just need to give a big shout out to our listeners. We just hit 500 downloads. So uh, props to us. Pets on our backs. <laughs> Thanks everyone for your support. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this one because it's our very first female guest on our podcast. So happy to have uh, Rachel Liu with us. And I'm a little bit nervous because first of all, we didn't want to sound like we didn't know what we we're talking about. And second <laughs> of all, you're kind of a big deal in cinematography now. Because uh, just to give a little intro to everyone, you won the Leslo Kovacs Student Award, the Golden Tadpole, for your first major short film, Han. And then you went on to the National Film and Television School, which I hear only selects a few people each year. So thank you for being here with us, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Hi. <laughs> was, was that an uh, okay enough uh, introduction for you? Yeah, how, how, no, would you read, didn't do it. how would you rate that intro, Rachel? <laughs> I prepared, though. I really prepared. <laughs> I, th- I think it's not bad. Like, okay, there was okay. no stumble. No oh, stumble, thank you, thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. practice. <laughs> anyway, how are you? How's the COVID situation treating you? What's your work situation like? Things like that. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm sure it's the same for a lot of uh, freelancers in different like industries lah, but it's it's just off and on right now because uh, like you don't really know whether we're going to go back into lockdown or things are going to be okay so I think a lot of the productions are trying to go as quickly as possible before like anything bad happens or like it gets worse you know right. but yeah like off and on there's there's still there's still jobs going on which is which is good so but it's just, you know, we play it like day by day kind of situation, I think. Oh, yeah. that's damn tough, man. What was yeah. the situation like uh, over the circuit breaker? Were you in Singapore? No, I was over actually, um, I was in UK for the lockdown. And when I came back, uh, I had to do the 14 days quarantine. So the moment I came out <laughs> from quarantine was the end of circuit breaker. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Perfect I timing. Actually, yeah, yeah, I actually timed myself so oh, that nice. I would make it after the circuit breaker and no bad, no yeah. yeah yeah but but I, I was in lockdown way before in the uk like i think it started in like mid-march okay okay yeah oh. and and were you working during that lockdown or were you just taking some time off no like it was impossible to work at all because it's always the same as circuit breaker like you couldn't uh well you could step out to go to like supermarkets or like they give you like mm. one hour exercise every day in the park so a lot of like jobs were just uh, shut down like a lot of people were out of jobs so it was pretty much the same as circuit breaker and but it was for a longer period of time right let me check man mm. okay anyway right for us stupid people right tell us what mm. you do what's a cinematographer what what is DOP I'm not really sure all these terms I, I wrote down <laughs> actually, actually it's, it's, it's quite quite quite. I only found out the, like the difference recently or so because I had to oh. go and google it right so ah, you, you, like, you work in this job and you don't even know <laughs> you, you won awards for it <laughs> Hello <laughs> We found a fraud We found a fraud <laughs> You are yeah, what you I make mean, yourself to be right Yeah Exactly Exactly <laughs> Like You know in the words of like Wow but I know Bradford Young right He oh, don't call oh. himself a DP Or a cinematographer He called himself an image maker So that's oh, what like, Wow okay. Like very profound right So I choose, no, I choose that right. Yeah 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 No but but basically, so basically, DOP stands for Director of Photography. Okay. And then Cinematographer. Well, 
what the internet says the difference is that cinematographer is quite focused on like just operating the camera whereas director of photography has a little bit more responsibility to the name like you're an HOD of a department you are in charge of like the camera the lights how it looks visually so like mm. in a way that the, the work has a bit more responsibility to it so I guess right. that's like the, the the main difference I guess yeah mm. but I guess you would classify yourself as an image maker <laughs> yourself that, that, yeah, that yeah, title. Yeah. You should change all all the the credits you have. Image maker, image maker. <laughs> artist, 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 artist. Yes. artist yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not essential. Yeah, not essential. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and how did you actually land yourself in in doing the work you do now, like being an image maker? <laughs> it's it, it's actually quite a funny journey, la. Like I mm. I was in um poly. I went to poly at Nian. And yep. I was in Mascom, MCM. Yeah, yeah. So I was in Mascom, thinking like, "Wow, okay, I want to be a journalist next time. I want to write news news article." Then when like the first course that we had to take news writing, right? I was mm. like, "I can't be a journalist shit. anymore. I can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this and bullshit. then yeah, it's yeah, fifty percent actually more than fifty percent. Ah, let's say eighty oh, yeah. percent is yeah. really bullshit one. Yeah, so then we had the location video course. I think that yeah. was in like year year one or year two. Year one, yeah. Year one, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is actually quite interesting. Then I did consider actually whether I should swap to FSV, like film sound video. Right. But I couldn't be bothered to waste another year. La. <laughs> okay. So I just stuck with it. Yeah, then like in the the last year, you had to choose three majors or something like that. So I chose yeah. like, like documentary making with like yeah. advertising and stuff like that. So yeah, so so that was where like I got a bit interested in film, and then after that I managed to get into NTU, art design media ADM. I mean it's quite a myth, right? They always say like poly students well, can never get into a, to local yeah. uni that kind of. Yep. Yeah, I was damn happy. I was damn happy. <laughs> yeah. Already. yeah, okay. Yeah. So I did the four years there where, uh, I majored in filmmaking. So that's where actually the bulk of what I learned was from when I was in NTU ADM. Uh. It was, okay. it was it was quite good lah because it was like a general filmmaking course where they make you take part in every single department. So you mm-hmm. do like directing, sound, mm. uh, cinematography, editing, everything. So mm. it's quite round, well-rounded in that sense. You realise what every department. So how I got into being a DOP was that when I was there, right, every department that I tried doing, right, I'll just cancel. Wow, I cannot be a sound designer. I cannot be this. I cannot be that. Be like, oh, okay, DP. Okay, quite good. Let's do it. <laughs> Why is it the easiest? Is it the you know what appeal to you the most? No. Why 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 is the why is the I, I would process say, I would of say it's not the easiest. To, yeah, it's not it's not it's not the easiest actually. Oh sorry sorry yes. sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, Nigel. <laughs> Could I? But, why? But it, I think it appealed to me the most la. Like okay, it was quite close to being a director in that sense because you have hmm. the responsibility of of creating what people see. Okay. So in a way, it's like you're 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 writing the story, but in terms of like the imagery lah. So, mm. and I didn't really want to be a director because I didn't think like I could write or direct actors, and I didn't like right. it that much. So like that was the second best option in that sense. But then you slowly, I slowly like learn how to love it lah. You know, yeah. there are a lot of good things about it, but bad things at the same time. But it's a same with any other job, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I think one question I have is what 
would you consider the main difference between a director and a DOP? Because we also, I also had the same question for Vin, who is like a video <laughs> video editor, and because a lot of our a lot of people, like general knowledge of filmmaking, they just kind of know who the director is. It's kind yeah. of like pushed down our throats in, in like movies like directed by this, directed by this. And no one really knows who the cinematographer mm. is, who the DOP is. Um, so maybe you could start off with explaining the difference between those two roles and maybe why directors are so highly regarded in terms of like filmmaking industries. I, I guess like you can say that the idea sort of, sort of like comes from the director and any other department your kind the the idea that you have when you're working is that you are trying to uh sort of visualize or like make reality the director's vision you know mm. so like his name the not he i shouldn't say his i should say yeah, yeah. the director's his, name yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the director's name don't gonna cancel uh, him okay please. yeah <laughs> <laughs> on our first by, by our first female guest <laughs> yeah first female guest gonna cancel okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay must be must be more aware uh, yes more yes yeah, work yeah, culture yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so like I think naturally you would just uh, see as the film belonging to the director because it's you know their vision in that mm. sense yeah. and yeah like I, co- I always get the confusion of like people thinking that I'm the director like they don't yeah. know any other departments in, yeah. in filmmaking other than the director, you know? Yeah. 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 Then after a while, I just give up explaining what I do. I'll, or sometimes I'll just say, oh, I'm the camera person or right. that kind of thing right. to, to further explain. Uh. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I mean the, main, the main difference is that obviously the idea does come from the director. It can be with mm. a, a script writer or anything, but like mm. the how, how the person see it or how they visualize what they want you know, like everything comes from them. Mm-hmm. Like if they want it to be a drama or a thriller or comedy, they come up with the mood they want to create, like how they want it to look, how they want the sound to, to sound like or what music they should add. So in a way, it's mm-hmm. like they are the main um, hit of every single thing that happens right. to the film. Yeah. Right. Whereas like DOP is like you're more, uh, you're just the head of the, like the, the camera department. Okay. You are, yeah, you're sort of like in charge of bringing, uh, like from, from the image in the director's mind, you bring mm-hmm. it onto screen and that's what people see in that sense. Okay. Yeah. How much do you get to input your own vision uh, into? I think it depends. I think it depends on the director you work with. Like I've worked with directors that are, uh, they have a very clear vision of what they want and then they will just come up to you and say like, okay, this is my short list and this is what I want you to shoot this is how it look like this is what the colour will look like blah 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 blah, all that oh, stuff hmm. and sometimes you might feel like oh I've become like a just really like a camera operator la, and <laughs> you're just shooting whatever he, the person wants but then there are some that are also quite um, collaborative they will ask you for uh, opinions or what you think about this how do you think we should do this so that that one's a little bit more fun in that sense that you get to contribute because end of day like every department contributes to making a film and I think right. like that's what makes like an okay film into a great film you know like mm. every department every department like has has a job and when you actually use them properly it's, it's mm. and, and work together you know like it, it really has a big difference I feel like, like mm. from the projects that I worked in before for sure, for sure. Mm. And speaking about that, um, how would you describe 
the process of actually creating a film from start to finish. Like, could you maybe walk us through um, the different maybe stages of the ideation and how are you involved in the different parts? Mm. Uh, I mean, I'll just say roughly like what I've experienced mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. So it kind of starts with uh, they come to you with an idea or mm. maybe even a story and then it develops into a script. So like what happens uh, is that you sort of read through the script, uh, you discuss like the ideas that um, you have in mind when you first read the script, like how you see it, and then um, you go you go to the director and you talk about it, and then from there you discuss, right, it develops into the look of the film that um, that we both, we both sort of see in. Yeah. And then uh, in some cases you have the producer who's uh, quite, sort of like, I would say like a creative producer where they also have an input in terms of like story and, and the development of the project. Lah. But mm-hmm. whereas like sometimes the producer is more of like um, in charge, really in charge of like finding funding and have no hand in like the creative side of things. Mm. Um, yeah, then after that, once you sort of discuss that, you will for we you start you start sort of creating like a mood board mm-hmm. of like visual references. Well some people sometimes sometimes they like visual references, sometimes they don't. You draw like no 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 I can't, oh, <laughs> I can't oh. draw. Sadly I can't draw. <laughs> oh. But 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 uh some people do like storyboarding, that's where you uh. draw out the shots. Oh, and it's okay. easier yeah sometimes it's easier for them to visualize what what you're trying to you know yeah, explain yeah. to them or what they are trying to explain to you in return. So, so mm-hmm. they do like the storyboarding, so it's easier in that sense. And and it's good for editors also because they will see like, they, they can actually tell you, oh, maybe this shot and this shot doesn't match together. You should swap it to another kind of shot. Oh. So it's useful in that sense la, to see the flow of the, the, the film, the final product in that sense. Um, yeah, but some some people don't like vis- uh, showing mood boards or visual, visual references because it might end up... Um, how you say, like, it will cause their mind to, like, solely focus on that's how I want it to look. Yeah, right. Tunnel then, vision. Uh. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And then they just forget about everything else or they are not open to anything that might happen on set. So, yeah, the, so it depends on which kind, uh, what kind of director you work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then after that, once that's settled, then you start including, like, um, production designer, like the art department in that sense to kind of create the the space that you want for the film. Um, then you start uh, storyboarding or shortlisting to sort of like slowly visualize how it will look in ed- in, in the edit process. And from there, you you can know uh, how you you are going to schedule your your shoot day or how many shoot days you need that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, so it's a lot of prep time, uh, Like I would yeah, say, let me check it. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of prep time. It's at least like 60-70% of the entirety is, is prep time. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. But but I think the, the beauty in like the, the filmmaking process is that you... Maybe you are fully prepared, like 150% prepared, right? Mm-hmm. But the beauty is that when you turn out on set, right? It will most, more often than not not happen according to <laughs> what you plan. Yeah. It's, it's really like... I feel like part of our jobs is to troubleshoot, like to really kind of make, I would say, make, you know, magic out of air or something, you know, right. something like that. Right. Yeah, because there are a lot of things that will happen on production, like, and yeah. you just have to really adapt. I think that's quite important uh, for, mm-hmm. for uh, like, 
P in that sense. You yeah. just have to adapt and you have to understand that whatever that you plan in terms of storyboard or shortlisting, right, you can throw that out the window, you know, mm. like maybe mm. one hour into shoot kind. But you mm. should be able to understand what you're trying to achieve in terms of like the film. Okay. Yeah. Was, so so was, after that, you, yeah. Sorry, what were you Yeah, saying? sorry. No, was that your experience with your, your award-winning short film, Han, which, which was shot in Korea, South Korea, mm. right? So were you actually in South Korea before that or how much planning did you like you know have before you actually went to shoot was it storyboarded before it, it wasn't I think if I remember correctly it wasn't storyboarded but we did the shortlist <laughs> and everything <laughs> la. <laughs> it wasn't storyboarded like both like, like me and the director of that film right we, we we don't really for one we can't draw both of us mm. can't draw <laughs> so okay that's like out of the window but I think also we don't really like to be like locked into mm. A storyboard. Yeah. We did yeah. a short list where we would list out, like you know, what kind of shot it is, whether it's a close up or white shot, or what happens in that shot. So we both knew, in that sense, what we were supposed to capture, lah. Uh, we did have quite a bit of time of prep. I think we so basically we shot in. We want. We knew we wanted the autumn uh leaves and everything in the film. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. like sh- we scheduled it to shoot in like August. Uh, no, so- not August. Sorry, October. So we went for a location recce in August for like a week. Mm-hmm. And because we didn't know anybody that was there, right? But we both sort of really love South Korea. And we've oh. been there like quite a lot of times um, ourselves. Lah. But basically in that week, right? So it's me, the director and the producer. Mm. We basically like almost walked the entirety of like South Korea. Like Seoul. Like oh. Seoul in that sense. Oh. Just wow. to like... Yeah, like to, to scout, look for to locations. Find locations uh, yeah. Exactly, mm, yeah. Nice. So so we had to look for locations that we want. And mm. it wasn't a lot, lah, so thankfully it wasn't that drastic. But yeah. Mm. Uh, but how how different were the locations in October when you were because you were there in August? Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> um so ma- the main one was like an exterior location that we had to look for, lah. But obviously the, the main difference was that the, the trees were all the, like the leaves like, and like, stuff like, Yeah, colors, right? it was yeah. all changed and that was what we wanted. Uh, but other than that, it was, I think it was two other um, house locations. So that didn't change much. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. mainly the exterior locations. Yeah. So so we, we knew that we could go that, that long in advance. La. Like it didn't matter mm-hmm. to go like maybe one week before that kind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so a lot yeah. of the scenes with that Korean father was indoors also in the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That home was actually our Airbnb. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So you didn't have a yeah, handler. Yeah. You didn't have a handler there to like sort of uh, juggle like everything. Fixer. Yeah. We did. We did. Uh, so when we went for the location recce, we were also like interviewing or meeting oh. like 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 fixers there mm. So we met like mm. three three different fixers, and then we found one that sort of helped us get um permission to shoot like on the the train or like to shoot at the. Oh. The, the exterior locations that kind of thing so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we needed help in, in that sense to get permission yeah. Yeah. did you work with a South Korean crew like, like sound guy or sound woman or was it all was it a Singaporean crew that went there yeah it was Singaporean crew because it was a grad film oh. the major roles had to be like uh, our our classmates oh okay, mm. okay. yeah so, so we had to uh, get our own people to, to do everything lah Right, right. We we mainly my my lighting crew was was South Korean. Mm. 
but I did bring like a, a, a gaffer, like Singaporean gaffer with um with me over there and then like the lighting crew itself was South Korean. So it was right. like slightly hard in terms of communication, like what, <laughs> yeah, what we sure. wanted to be set up, you know, like we had to yeah. point, 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 and then like this here, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it still worked out. But it turned out, out awesome. Yeah. It turned yeah. out awesome. <laughs> it seemed to have worked well. Yeah, it kind of yeah. highlights like the importance of, of like finding a, a right collaborator, right? So how do you actually look for, for look for one or how do you approach one? Um, I, I don't know about other people, but I feel like for, especially for directors, right? I need to be friends with them first. Oh. Yeah. Like the, the few directors that I've worked with so far and like I keep going back to work with them, like we are friends first, then collaborator second, which is quite important because like when it comes to filmmaking, I think your taste has to be there. La. Like, your taste has to match. Mm. So, it, it, it makes it makes the whole process much easier because you, you both know what kind of films they like or what they want mm. out of, of, the, of the shoot. So, yeah, yeah I think, think that's the main important to me. La. Like, there are people that I worked with before. Like, as, like, in NFTS, they make you work with, like, uh, all, every project you work with a different director. Just so you can experience um being, being yeah being with other directors and like I mean I only there's eight of us and I only came out maybe close to one or two directors <laughs> even at, yeah so it's like yeah like really have to see whether you know your personality match. If you don't like the follower, <laughs> then does that does that mean the film will suck? <laughs> I feel like it shows. Oh, oh really? I really feel like it shows. Yeah. Did it happen to any of your work? You don't have to say which work. Yeah, just, just <laughs> did it happen. Just, uh, yeah, let's let us know it, what, you know, Let us investigate afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Go back I and it, anyway. it did, it did, it did. Okay, it did. Okay, but okay. I don't think, I don't think I, I showed you any of the... the oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it affects lah, because like, like, especially on set, right, if you don't feel each other or like, the just yeah. the, the connection is off, right, and if... Anybody else on set feels it, right? It affects everybody, you know, oh. like the negative energy that you have on set. Yep. Yep. You, yeah, you know, like you're, everybody's not actually doing their job to 100% because you have, you're affected by, by all these um, other emotions. Mm. And, and I feel like when that happens, most of the time when I see the end product, you can also tell that something is just missing, you know, right. in the film. Like, like one person or like maybe a few people were just not in it, you know, their heart was not in it. Mm. And you can tell one, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it matters. But then, but then again, there are stories where like my 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 tutor my tutor said that he worked with this director for ten years, but for that ten years, he absolutely hated the the director. The but they still produce great things, lah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that brings me to a question: that how does it feel working as a female um, DOP or cinematographer? Because I think it's just quite rare to see. Yeah. Um, females behind the camera or doing camera work in that sense. So have you experienced um, anything working like in, in terms of a crew that I think usually a lot of the times male dominated or it's like majority of them will probably be male. So what are your experiences working in that kind of situations? Um, so so basically like after I graduated from uni, right, I, w- I went out to work as a camera system for like maybe, I think maybe like two or three years. So mm. I was working in the industry for two to three years. Lah. Um, 
I think it was useful to have worked in the local film industry just to see what it was like. And then after that, I went to NFTS in the UK. And now I can actually see the difference in terms of the working environment. It's not like I didn't, I, di- I didn't like got any like sexism or like oh. outright um, mm-hmm. anything that happened to me. Yep. But there are like microaggressions that you could, that looking back is actually present. Mm. And I think a lot of the male um, uh, like that work in the industry don't necessarily know that what they are doing has an effect on like female in the industry yep. because like either either because they're just not being told what it feels like or mm. it's just become like second nature yeah um so it's like small stuff like uh i was just talking to this just the other day with my another dp actually like it's small stuff like um you get into a complex where you don't feel like you're able to do a certain job because you're female, but not because they outright say that you can't do this because you're female. Mm. But it's small things like, say, for example, um, I, had, I have to carry something heavy, like the camera, a lot of stuff is heavy, right? So I have to carry yeah, something yeah. heavy. And then, like, when you go and try and do it, um, they, there's, off, like, remarks that come like, oh, uh, let me do it, let me do it. It's small, small things like, oh, let me do it. And then mm. you feel like, you're actually looking back, then you feel like, um, no, 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 I have to show that I can do it, you know? Like, I have mm. to overcompensate because mm. they are saying these things and yeah. I have to show that I'm, like, physically strong enough to do it. But, like, after coming back, I realised, like, there's no point in trying to overcompensate. Like, if they if they want to help you carry it, then okay lah, let them carry it. <laughs> like, you know, like, it, it makes no difference to you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like, in that, in that sense lah. So, so, it's small things like that where I felt like I was... I, it created a complex in me that I had to overcompensate in a lot of things mm-hmm. because I'm female. And actually, it's not really necessarily. I think in the, in the especially like in the UK when I was seeing, right, they are much more open in terms of like uh, genders in the industry and they are like really fighting for like female, mm-hmm. uh, female in the industry itself. Like yep. my grad film in the UK at my NFTS school was 80% female. Oh, wow. And we were wow. yeah, and and like it's it's very 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 good, and I think like the reason why it's becoming a trend right is because um, you see all these like 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 things online social media right it's actually quite inspiring in that sense like it drives mm-hmm. a lot of people especially younger gen people to one, or uh they are they're willing to take the first step because they see that other people are doing it as well, mm. yeah so. Yeah, actually, forgot what was the main question. <laughs> um, just just about like being a <laughs> female, female and working yeah. in the uh, male dominated industry. industry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. think it's it's tougher it's tougher here. You, you you feel it more here than in the UK. Is there a difference in culture? There is. I I definitely feel there's a difference lah. I I cannot say now whether anything has changed. I think uh like as comparing to just like the experience that I had for the past two years in the UK and like five years ago when I was in the industry here, there's a lot of difference. Mm. Like, down there, they really champion for female people in the industry and there's no, how you say, like there's even no feeling on set. When you turn up on set, right, there's no energy on set that that, that you feel turning up as a female, like I, I need to 
um, prove it when I'm on this set. Right. Whereas mm. like like last oh. time when I was in the industry here, right, I constantly the, had to feel I I constantly felt like I have to every day that I'm work I have to uh, put like hundred fifty percent or two hundred percent so that I won't be undermined as a female in the industry. Mm. Whereas yeah, so so I I feel like that's the the difference lah. Like I mean I've only been on like, I've only worked once since I came back actually, so I can't really say now whether anything has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense and. Yeah, and, and de- definitely I feel like there's a lot more females here that want to go into the film industry but are just, either either they are scared, I don't know, oh, mm-hmm. or like they are just, uh, you know, like not being given the opportunity to, to, to come into the industry. Lah. So, mm. yeah. yeah. But I think it's great there are, there are examples like you to definitely lead, lead the way for that. Hopefully, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And it definitely helped that you the film Han did very well. And I think maybe could you talk a bit more about that um experience of having your movie into like going to a film festival? Mm. And maybe also like what do film festivals actually do except give out awards? <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're not really sure, like okay, we know that this Khan film festival, if you see all the movie posters, all those fancy laurels and everything, but what what are film festivals really for? And mm. and the whole experience with working with a film festival. Actually, actually, I myself also don't really fully understand <laughs> the, <laughs> the idea behind a film festival. I really, yeah. I, I think by the You're end of this podcast, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then on this podcast, right, I really have, I really have to think, rethink like, hey, am I in this industry or am I really a liar? <laughs> <laughs> so many questions that I actually don't know. But no lah, but I think from... Just general, Just from what you know, yeah. yeah. From what I know, like general idea, I think film festivals are quite. Uh, it's always the films that you see in film festivals are more towards the art house kind of films. Yeah. It's not so much commercial films, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, it's it's yeah. But then obviously you have like um big commercial films like I don't know uh in well Inception wasn't there is it. Or no, no, like Parasite, for example. Your year was Lion. Yeah, Lion. Yeah. So it's like those kind of like uh, commercial, but at the same time, quite art house that appears yeah. on, you know, both sides. Which I think they are more of now. But I think it's more of... Um, festivals are more open to interesting ideas, like film ideas, story ideas. Mm. Whereas like, I think a lot of commercial ones, they have to really think about what your audience want to see. You know, like, uh, oh. that's why, like, action films will never really be in film festivals in that sense. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and, and also, like, why some art house films will never be in cinemas. <laughs> just because, right. like, it's, it's just basically different kind of audience that they are, you know, Targeted. appealing to. Yeah. La. yeah so, what you yeah, prefer? Exactly. What you prefer? I don't know. I'm, I think I'm, in be- I'm, like, right in the middle kind. You know, <laughs> She's like, the I one really- that will be... Will win the Cannes Film Festival and be the top yeah. movie of the summer for my, yeah. my dream, right? Is to film both, Mission like, everything Impossible. Oh. Like I want to shoot Art, Mission Impossible. Art House Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but do you possible? think do you think it's actually worth it for students then to send their films to film festivals? Because it's a lot of money also. That yeah. and that you may not that you won't get back, right? When you put when you send your film and yeah. you pay for the entry fees. Yeah. Do you think it's I worth think, it? I definitely think it's worth it, lah. Like, um, if I'm not wrong, there are quite a, actually no, like the I, I wanted to say like if I'm not wrong, there are quite a lot of festivals that um are free free for students. Oh. But actually, no. But there's there's 
a lot that you still have to pay. But it's definitely worth it because um, I feel like for one, right, it's important that a lot, uh, if you get into any international festivals, right, I think it's quite important that like people outside of Singapore uh, have a taste of like the, the local industry. Because I think mm. that's what the local industry needs, you know, like it needs exposure and for other people to to know what's going on in, in, in the film industry here. Lah. So I think for one, that's good. And also it gives you a lot of exposure. Like you definitely get more opportunities. You don't know who you will meet when you go for these kind of festivals, right. you know, because mm. like there's so yeah. many people like from all around the world that will be there. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely worth it to 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 go for, for film festivals, uh, I mm. feel. Is there a strategy to choose which film festival you want to go to like for example for Han like what was the thinking behind this whole um, festival process I, I actually don't know eh. like it, it's mainly <laughs> again I don't know I, I see, I see don't know. a CRD <laughs> for this uh, <laughs> basket yeah because like it's mainly like a lot of the festival hunting oh. uh, comes from the directors and the producers oh, because yeah. it, it, it sort of like lands under like the after like the whole marketing marketing um, yeah. marketing yeah, of the film right. yeah so there's definitely a strategy la. I think like because the thing about the films right in order to a lot of it for the festivals in order to be applicable even right it has to be a premiere in that country or even in that that continent kind of thing mm. so you if say if say there's this really good um like Cannes for example that you want to enter but then there's yeah. another one that's in um, Europe somewhere like say for them, like London so you have to choose la, because it can't premiere in London and then go into Cannes because they won't let you enter at all because it has to be world premiere right. so you have to choose okay. yeah wow. so it's like like a balance of like oh do I think I can get into this film festival if I can't then must just put my money in that festival like mm. even though this one is more prestigious kind of thing okay yeah so so there's Definitely, like, 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 strategy of where you want your film to go, like, the exposure or, like, the the chances of getting into which one. So, you, like, really have to plan it out, la, in that sense. Then right. you just have to appear, la, and, like... Collect the awards. Just walk the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for the red Smile. carpet only. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many DPs actually turn up for film festivals, oh. to be honest. I don't mm. know, la, but I think, I think it depends on how close you are to, like, the director or producer, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like we right. they, they, we we are famously known as the, the the people that turn up shoot, okay bye. Oh. <laughs> wow, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So please share share with us more about your experience at the Camera Image Festival. It was actually like it's still like it's still one of the best like film festivals I've been to. Mm. I was still quite clueless about like, uh the film industry outside of Singapore at that time because it was like mm. right after uni. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason why we, we knew about that festival because we had a tutor that was from the UK and oh. he just said like, oh, uh, you might be interested, just submit because it was a free submission. So mm. we just submitted. La. We didn't know anything would happen, right? And then next thing you know, we got an invitation like, oh, it's been shortlisted. Oh. Uh, you, like we, we, like that invite was extended to me and the director and so our tutor was like really raving about it. He said like you have mm-hmm. to go for the festival. Like it's one of the best festivals. Blah blah blah. blah. So yeah. it's actually quite a journey to 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 go to this festival because it's in Poland, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's damn expensive. 
like, as a right. student Poland, back then, right, it was really mm. like quite insane. Like at least two K kind, you had to fly to yep. somewhere in Europe and then fly to that location. Uh, it was Poland. a big gosh in Poland. Yeah, fly there. Okay. So it's quite like crazy, but yeah. But the good thing was that uh, uh, our tutor managed to get like sponsorship from NTU. Mm. To, to to send us there. So it was great. Like, everything was, was paid for everything. So we went there. Then I think both of us, went, it was like one, our first international film festival that we were at. So we were both a bit like, wow, this is insane. This is like, damn Yeah, good. for sure. Like, so, especially yeah, like, as a student. Like really, yeah. <laughs> it's really like, 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 a kid in the candy store kind of like, oh my god, right. this is incredible. But the funny thing is, right, it's actually, there's a, there's a lot of students that go for the festival also. Mm. But, they are much more like professional about it when they were there. Whereas both of us, we were like really like, like as if the kinder. Laps up is the right one. Getting all the free yeah. stuff. We, we, free we didn't care who we smash. were, you know. Yeah, we, we didn't care who we were. We were just like, wow, wow, wow. Is it who these two Asian kids? It's like, what is going on? Are they lost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's good, lah. Like, um, you could watch like all the films. Like, you just see. There's a whole calendar of like what day has what films at what time. Right. There's literally films playing from mm. like ten a.m. all the way to like twelve midnight kind. Wow. wow. And yeah, and the year and the year that we went, it was like really quite good films. I think it was like. La La Land was the opening film wow. and then like wow. Lion yeah Lion was there so Arrival so it's like all like oh. damn good film mm. selections and then in between because um, it's like international right you have like European films you have like Polish films and then a lot of stuff like documentaries it was very good because it was solely focused on cinematography so you get like any type of films that were there yeah so we, we basically watched a lot of films and everything there was like a forum where you had booths with all the camera gear. You just go there and play. Then I, I was constantly like, playing with the equipment, right? Oh, I never seen before in Singapore. And you take photo, take photo. Yeah. And then obviously, there was a lot of vodka. Oh, in had, Poland. Yeah, in Poland. Yeah, yeah then, then at that time, still young, right? I didn't know, you know. Like, actually, all these film festivals, right? There's a lot of after parties. Oh. There's a lot of parties, okay? Right, right. Yeah, but but I didn't know then. I went I went last year again with my school. And then oh. that's where, like... Oh, you wow. were well prepared then, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was what yeah. you prepared for. It was seven days, ah. Uh, every Holy. single night. Drink, party, until four oh, o'clock. My God. So, Rachel, yeah. this is the most excited... Yeah. Topic if we talk you, you yeah. talked about all the parties. Yeah. Talk and... about alcohol, then you suddenly light up <laughs> baskets. Can't wait much, man. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it doesn't matter, you don't need to be a cement offer, you don't need to be a DLP, right? Just, oh. just go. Just go just for after party. Seriously, just go. It's it's like it's the best. Because like you know, like I don't know lah, okay, but I'm thinking like maybe cans, there's a bit more like it's more proper, you know, like more, more classy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Camera and much, right? I tell you all these DPs, right? We don't give a, a damn one. Like, we don't care about anybody. We are oh. just there to party, to have fun. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It's, it's, it's the, the whole environment is them relaxed one. Uh. And it's the best because, like, you get, like, top dog people, right? Like, Roger Deakins there. No, well, I don't think wow. Roger Deakins go, like, okay? But, like, what the fuck? top dog people, there? right? No, no, Roger Deakins was there. Oh, you never touch him. I can't remember. But, yeah, yeah. You get the top dog people there, right? But it's the one time that they don't care whether who's top dog, who's student, oh. who's, like, the mm. lowest of the low, right? Mm. You can just talk to anybody. And as if it's, like, at a bar, you walk in, okay, you talk to anybody. 
that's why it's so great. Like, mm. like the, the festival. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was the whole festival experience of it. Oh, and I think the funniest thing that I remember about that, that year that we went was that was actually the closing ceremony. The one where they were giving up the awards. Oh. We, we actually wanted to leave one day before. We didn't want to go for the closing ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> then, then the organizer like emailed me and said like, oh, are you sure you don't want to attend? I think you should really go for the closing ceremony. I mm. think it's quite like important for you to go, you know. Then we like, okay, uh, okay lah, just stay lah. So, so we stayed lah. Then really lah, like seriously, when they announced my name, I just like, I never say it. I, I really did that. Yeah, like so the director and I both. <laughs> you weren't going to be there to, uh, to get the award if you left no. the day before. Yeah, oh exactly. Wow. That's why she was convincing me to stay. <laughs> yeah, she's you sure stupid. you don't want to you stay? You stupid. Stay lah. <laughs> sure. She cannot say anything. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, because the thing is like, we went, the reason, only reason why we went there is to, it's like, we thought we could, okay, free, mm. free FF, mm. free everything, right? Yeah, okay, just, just go, we go and enjoy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. But we, we obviously didn't expect to, to win. Uh, because seriously, like, we saw a lot of the student, uh, the shortlisted student films, right? And yeah. it's top quality one. There was one, mm. right, that looked like it was a Michael Bay production kind of. Oh, no. <laughs> like, the, wow. the money, the money behind it is really damn cow one. Uh. Wow. And then ours, like, Ah, uh, then I was like, oh, sit in the the uh, small room, drink tea, that guy, <laughs> <DMV>. wow. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, so so we were we were damn shocked. Well, how how do you yeah. feel, man? Like like in a foreign country with the film that that you didn't expect to win against all these like Michael Bay style productions, like <laughs> oh, it must have been crazy to. Did you to have to give a speech, that? like a thank you speech? Yeah. Oh, GG, never prepare, right? How, how was never. it? Never. <laughs> Dude, if there was a video, right, of me, right, I would burn it, okay? But, <laughs> seriously, I went up, right? Imagine, right, I went up, right? And then, they gave me the award. I'm just standing in front, uh, and it's like, theatre entirely filled. You see so many people, uh, and people mm. like, Bradford Young, all these people, oh. all the top dog people looking at you, you know? And I like, <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, I went up the first thing I said in the mic, I remember, I said, oh my god. <laughs> I said, oh my god, damn now. I was like, oh my god, I really didn't expect to, to win this. Um, um, uh, uh, but uh, thank, thank you, thank you for, 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 for giving me this award. Then after that, I just, oh my god. Then after that, only after that, then I realised, I never even thanked my director, never even thanked anybody. <laughs> I was just saying, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, it was it was it was quite an experience, lah. And then the funniest bit is like there's there was the after party, right? And then people just keep coming up to me. It's like, do you really not expect uh to win? Like it was so nice seeing how genuine you were on stage. <laughs> <laughs> then this is the time you have to like say, I'm not a fraud. I'm not a fraud. This is I was genuinely like <laughs> yeah surprised. But yeah, yeah. La, yeah. So what what was the award you won? Was the it was the golden tadpole? Tadpole, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, called what, like the golden tadpole. Alright, maybe you can because just explain about what that award is and what it actually means and why you were so shocked to get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my favorite answer of the podcast. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Steady. No, but but the, the I mean the the fact that right you is. It's literally the only um, cinematography film festival in the entire like like yeah. world. So okay. like to to be able to like win like the goal out of 
I think there was shortlisted 30 films or something that were shortlisted. But before mm. that, obviously, mm. like, your submissions can go up to like 500 yeah. or something. Yeah. And it's like films from America, UK, Germany, mm. all these different kind of places. And then coming from like just finish UD, do general yeah. film course kind, you know. Yeah. It's like, wow, like for, for someone from Singapore even. To, yeah, and, to not, even, and not from a film amazing. school also. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not like a fully full-fledged film school. Like, the rest is like really master's degree film school kind. Right, right. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so it was like, it was big in that sense that for mm. one, it was like, so I think I think it was like the first uh, Asian, Southeast Asian country mm. to even oh, wow. be yeah. selected. I don't think anybody from like Singapore was ever selected. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. So that, for one, was the first big thing. Mm. And then like, like winning it was, was even more insane. Yeah. Plus, it's like female... And then yeah. Singapore. So it was quite insane in my mind that like, I still couldn't believe it. Like, until today, I still think it was a fluke. La. I, I really don't where's, believe where's it. Where's the award now? Where's the award? I don't yeah, see let me show you. Actually, oh. actually, let me show you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, uh, this thing, right? This thing, right? Was at least added like two kilos to my luggage. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. It's, it's that heavy, okay? Look at that. Wow. Wow, hey, it looks wow. legit, yeah, really. It's like really Cute, can yeah. kill someone. It's really can kill someone. It's quite sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I actually got stopped at the customs. They, they asked me what was this weapon in my bag. Yeah. That pole. Yeah. Then you Deadpool can give them your thank you speech again. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Um, oh my god. Um, <laughs> you don't expect this. <laughs> thank you. you. stopped. <laughs> but yeah. Did you... um? Has that award, winning the award, opened any doors for you and did you expect it to? Definitely. La. I think like if without winning the award, right, I, for one, I wouldn't have even tried to apply for like NFTS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like after after I won the award, right, my it was my tutor again that said like, hey, go and apply, go and apply for all the master's course. I tell you, they will 100% look, mm. look at your application kind of thing. Mm. You know, whereas before it's like, uh, uh, you come from not really a film school. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. your background is the films that you made at film school. Yeah, it's like who is going to like even consider you kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it definitely like I think rather than opening doors, it was more like it opened it opened me la, to 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 sort of knowing that I have the chance maybe to mm, even go mm. and try. For these yeah. kind of things. Yeah. I think it yeah. gave you the confidence also, like that you yeah, had the yeah, ability yeah. to to do all that. And what is the um, for those who don't know, maybe you could explain what the NFTS yeah. is. The National and, Film and Television School. Yeah, and, um, and how what kind of school is it? So basically it's like a master's program. Mm. Uh it like really people go there for to to for their different uh department that they want to specialize in. And okay. to really get more knowledge, to go more in depth like, in, in terms of like their craft. So um, the major the major roles is like you have director, DP, production design, hmm. uh, editing for post production. Really, also they they put so much emphasis on it. So you have one for like composing, oh. sound design, uh, editing, all that stuff. And then there's also like the uh, animation department. Our school's animation mm. department is incredible. Yeah. Wow. Then, like, I think in the year that I went in, they opened up to short courses as well. So, you have, like, location sound recording. Wow. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, like, 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 like pro- pro- project manager kind of thing. Mm. 
um, smaller roles like in the film department that not a lot of people would consider going to study for. So I yeah. think like they opened the short courses to give these people a bit more like um, instead of going into the, the real world to go and try and work or like it'd be more difficult to get work. They sort of like yep. teach you what yep. is needed first in the school. La. So yeah, like that the yeah so but it's mainly still like a, a master's course la, for film um, yeah and it's quite supposedly prestigious i think it goes like way back like roger dickens was like one of the second oh, second batch he he famously got rejected the first time he he applied <laughs> the first year of the school right he got rejected nah. oh, no. <laughs> stupid and roman yeah, guy yeah 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 and then second year he applied again and he got in he never win golden tadpole la, that's why yeah <laughs> yeah 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 Wait, so regarding that, right, was there any sort of like, I don't know, not, not jealousy, but maybe uh, a wariness of you or they say, wow, you you come in, then you Asian, then you, you know, uh, or go to Tepo, you know, got people say that or not. <laughs> do you feel that kind of uh, competitiveness? Yeah, do, do you choose your speciality when you go yeah. in straight away? So you straight away be- yeah. go in as a DOP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, like you, you would have to apply in whatever department that you want to go in, Because okay. each department has different uh selection process. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, I think ours was quite intense. It was a three day selection process. What the fuck? Oh, three day no. selection. Yeah. Like, how? What, what how do you have work? to do? Yeah. yeah. So basically, you you uh first you have to write like um like a short essay like why you want to enter and that's that a few questions you have to uh answer so then you send it in. And then if you're shortlisted, I think they shortlist about 30, 40 people. So mm. you have to go through an interview with like a, a panel. So two of them are tutors and two of them are like uh, sort of, they come in for, for certain workshops or they are working professionals kind of. One. So you have to do an interview with four four people. Then they will ask you, lah, ask you things, ask you questions. And then after that, you will get shortlisted to um, 16 people. Mm. So when you get shortlisted to six people, you have to uh, go to the school to attend a three-day selection workshop. Oh, so like shit. every day, yeah, every day there's a different um, task that you have to do. La. So like uh, like you have to do like shoot something or come up with, yeah, I think there was one time it was like a written essay almost of like oh, wow. why you want to be a DP or something like that. One. Yeah, so, so it's like after the three-day process, then they will uh, finalize the eight people that is selected for the school. Yeah. Huh. So, and, and like every, every department is a different process. I know like the directors, for example, they go in for like a four, like a 40 minute interview and they have like a written exam in that sense. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it was quite like intense. Uh. Um, so yeah, did people know about your award once oh. you entered? Did, were, your, were your course mates wary of this? <laughs> I think Always I was quite fair. lucky. Like, okay, for, for one, right, I didn't mention my award and I don't okay. think my, my tutors mentioned the award. So. Yeah. You just so bought it actually, with you la, when you went in. You just like walked in. <laughs> <first day. laughs> no, I just left it. Like, left yeah. it here in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, no, like, um, they only, actually, a lot of my classmates only found out like maybe one year into mm. oh, okay. our, our two years. Because yeah. like, I never mentioned it and then, like, my tutors also didn't see a point in mentioning it. La, so yeah. it was quite fine. And I think I was also lucky. The batch, my batch, right, was not the competitive kind. Oh. I think, like, the other few years, there were, like, people that were more uh, competitive with each other. Yeah. But thankfully, yeah. my one is not. So we are more on, like, friendly terms. Even after they found out, they also, like, 
or joking they wah 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 then nothing lah <laughs> they didn't like make fun of me in that sense lah <laughs> uh. yeah so which was which was great thankfully yeah how how has your experience been so far in the school like do you see um like what kind of things have you learned that helped you grow as as a creative yeah how I particular? feel like definitely the main one was the the perspective has changed a bit because if I had stayed two years here just working solely I don't think I would have um expanded in terms of creativity and mm. even like mm. just skill sets like I'm sure I, I would have expanded in terms of like I would have gotten better in using certain things or like just skills wise yep. I would have grown but I think the difference was the culture and the creativity there it's definitely different and I feel like it contributed in terms of how I approach things mm-hmm. is is slightly is slightly changed in that sense um obviously every country has different ways that they do it so I think like it's quite useful for me to have learned it there and then bring it back and use oh. it here and sort of like adjust accordingly mm. to, to, to how it is here because i think down there they teach you more about the craft of things rather than like right. just the technology and all that stuff it's more like the purpose behind what you do you know mm-hmm. rather than it just be like put your camera here okay this is your frame that's it press record very rigid <laughs> yeah 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 okay. yeah like like as much as i hate to say there's a certain look here, if you if you if you notice right, like <laughs> from advertisements, like from TVCs to uh, even like Tang Lin, you know that kind of media thing, like media corp stuff. Mm. Uh, Calling out Tang Lin's, yeah, wow. <laughs> hey, I'm a fan production. of Tang Lin. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. I watch Tang Lin, and now okay. it's no longer Tang Lin. It's called Kin. Oh, oh, oh. very popular one. <laughs> I support local. Support uh, local. Yeah, I support local. Um, yeah, so so it's like there's a certain look, you know, and a lot of people stick to that look because that's what everybody is doing. So in order to mm. keep up, I have to, I also have to create that look. Right. And mm. I mean, in the UK, there's also a certain look, la, like, you know, uh, as it as is, it's like US also have their certain look because at the end of the day, you're still working around the same people and you get influenced mm. by, by, by what they do. La. But I think down there, they have a bit more they have a bit more space for 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 creativity mm-hmm. like oh. they are more open to experimenting or like trying different things even like trying younger people uh fresh 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 grads or people that are not necessarily um experienced in that sense they are mm-hmm. quite willing to to really give you the chance to go and you know play around la. and i think that really lessens the pressure whereas here oh. is like oh you constantly feel like you need to produce something that is like good enough as the the best work here that kind of thing in order to be accepted into the industry mm. yeah so i think that's like the main uh difference that i felt that that gave me the space to, to really expand uh, my mind when i was there so how has your like image making style sort of change <laughs> <laughs> We're using that term now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Image making stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adopting that. I actually, I actually don't feel like I've changed. I think mm. it's more like it has grown. Oh, okay. Like it's evolved into to something, and it's like ever evolving kind of thing. Mm. I find it quite hard to really say what kind of style I oh. I or like what kind of look that you know every they they always say every kind yeah, of DP yeah. has a look 
or have mm-hmm. a style. Yeah. I find it quite hard to identify my own style. Mm. Yeah. Which can be a good or bad thing because yep. if you don't have a style, you are easily adaptable. But, but yeah, like I think I'm, I'm definitely more aware of the choices I make. Okay. That has changed. Lah. I, 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 I feel like I'm more aware rather than just blindly, um, okay, I'm going to follow this look. Lah. Okay, just put camera here, shoot. Then mm-hmm. color, color, color look like that can really. Then what was you your know? what was your favorite project then? Like what what do you feel most proud of? In, I mean, in obviously, it has to be my 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 grad film la. Like, right. The grad film was the biggest in the scale in that sense. Like, mm. we got very lucky. We managed to shoot in Morocco, oh. which was like a dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But this like, was like what, in, uh, Al or yeah. In, okay. Okay. That's Maybe you can yeah. tell people a bit more about. Yeah. That grab film because uh, I also, think there's yeah. only the trailer that's yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it was we just got done, so we're still oh, keeping okay. it private for festival circuits because we can't publish it. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so basically, it's like a story that the that happened to the director's cousin. It's about three. It's about uh this guy that found out that his father passed away, and he's not seen his father since he's like young, like okay. six, seven, that kind, like young. And he just found out that his father passed away. Eh, so he grew up in Belgium and he's like a, his mom was a Christian, grew up with his mom. So it turned up in, uh, it happened in real life in, I think like uh, Oman or something. Okay. Like one, one, one of those countries, I think. But mm. we obviously we couldn't go there to shoot. Wa. So we, we, we chose Morocco and we shifted the story to Morocco. Mm-hmm. So he turns out at the funeral and finds out that he has two other siblings that he didn't know about. Oh. Mm. So basically, oh. his father was like a traveling. Uh, um, he worked in like ships, so he traveled to different places, mm. and like he had two other wives his, and had two other seat. children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And he basically also left all of them when they were young, so like all three of them had a certain hatred to their father, oh, right? Lord. And then right, they turned up right. for 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 his funeral, la. And I think it was from the guy's perspective, um. And because he was Christian, but he was the father was buried in a Muslim way. Mm. Okay. So he turned up, and then he got told like, "Oh, you have to clean and wash your 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 father's body, Cops, and then you have yeah. to bury uh, him yeah. in like forty eight hours kind of thing." So it's like quite shocking in a sense to find out in one day that you have two other siblings yeah. you didn't know about. You have to clean and wash your dead father's body, which you don't even, haven't seen him since you were young. Yeah. So it's like yeah. So that was the main um idea for the story lah. Right. Mm. right. Yeah. Nice. So where can people actually like so you're in the process of submitting it to festivals or is it Yeah, like out? I mean, sadly, like COVID is not helping because so many film festivals are just yep. not happening this year. Mm. Um but yeah, they are still the, the director and producer is still submitting it to places that are accepting like, hopefully in the like even in next year a lot of the festivals will be brought over to next year and we can still submit um, mm. for next year's festivals. Mm. Yeah. But, why, yeah. Why do you like it actually? Why do you like that film so much? Like, I you... think, I think for me, right, I always liked the last film that I did. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, even though like some of the other films that I did before was, 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 was fun. Nah. It was good. Mm. But it's like, I always remember the freshest, the last film, and it's like, like the last film that I did and the experiences that I had on the last film. So it's always the one that I would say 
it's mm. my best experience so far. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we but were yeah. we were looking through your work and like we watched um I watched Danny's Secret. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was quite a fun, uh, fun <laughs> film to watch. <laughs> and even even the style, like um, could you maybe like tell us a bit more about how you choose to select the way you shoot different things mm. and your mm. your style behind it because we can see like um, in plunder it was like a handheld then like a very frenetic then yeah, in, yeah, yeah. then the secret is like more i don't know more like heartwarming kind of uh coming of age kind of thing right mm. yeah like how um, do you how do you select your shooting style and do you try to apply one style to different films or do you adapt yeah. it i think i think right so basically the process was like usually uh when the director and i are discussing the film right we would talk about like okay what's the for for one okay who's the main character in this mm. then you sort of start seeing like once you figure out main character you can figure out like his mindset throughout the film mm. so say for example danny's secret is like teenager trying to figure out like sexuality and then um but at the same time you know he's also trying to grow into an adult. So you have that in between mm. back and forth. Yep. So it's a lot of discussion you have with the director. Um, he wanted that. So Danny Secret, uh, he wanted um, like certain scenes where their emotions, the main character's emotions are a bit more high strung mm. or a bit more f- uh, frenetic. You, yeah. we, we, we tried to, to show that lah in the camera work. So it's like the the handheld, you know, you know that that scene where he comes in and it's uh from cycling and you go in and out, in and out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We we are we sort of designed that to to sort of um mimic his energy, like like he's very <laughs> like energetic. A, a faster um, pace, a faster pace. Correct, correct. Of, even the music accompanying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like it, it's a lot of discussion in terms of like what's happening in this scene, like how does the main character feel? How do we convey that in? Uh, whether in terms of movement or what they see on screen, that kind of thing. So like Plunder, for example, was that the director said to me, oh, she wanted um, the perspective of this girl. Mm. And and she said that uh, she wanted to improvise the entire thing. So basically, she just said to them, okay, uh, this is happening in this scene. Uh, But whatever you feel about it, right, go free, that kind of thing. So it's like, I had to follow oh. them do whatever you know mm, like there mm. was no restrictions on their movement mm. so it's like really following the the, the perspective of the the girl right, right. yeah so like the blocking matters right like how you how yeah, you navigate yeah, yeah. the whole scene and all that how, how do you we, we had a bit of a, it was a bit of struggle in terms of the <laughs> the, 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 the blocking because like basically <laughs> For one, the director really wanted Im- improv, so they didn't want. She oh. didn't want to restrict their movement. Okay. But then I had to say to her that you needed to give me at least a, like a rough area guide, that yeah. I, I yeah like a rough guide. So we came to the compromise where we gave like maybe three or four points where oh. they would go to or stop or or you know like mm. so that I can know a rough like like guide of where to move and I don't like trip and fall and then you know yeah yeah. Yeah, so so we managed to compromise in that sense, but still able to keep like the the really like raw energy that the girl that the girl actor had lah, yeah. and she could still improvise and do different things in terms of like acting and and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We def. Yeah. I think I definitely felt that when watching the film, like there was this kind of 
frantic energy yeah. and, and yeah. the kind of tension in the air also like I, I, I didn't know whether like for me I personally felt I didn't know whether it would turn into a horror film halfway through <laughs> <laughs> because there was this there was this tension there and like I didn't know what it was and there was this uh, the knocking on the door it felt a bit like that scene <laughs> in Parasite like when the oh. knocking on the door happened when they were enjoying playing in the living room and like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing It felt a bit like that, and that whole frantic energy after when they're hiding. Um, it was, it was, it gave me that kind of tension. Like, shit, is it gonna turn into a horror film? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was great. Like, even um, the other one we watched I, was Home from Home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, Home from Home. I think it definitely gave a dif- different energy from the other two. He said he don't know. He don't know what's going <laughs> on, fucker. <laughs> to be, to be fair. <laughs> okay, the, I'll give you the context first lah, huh? oh. before I give you the, <laughs> okay, the okay. opinion. Like, the context was basically, it was, uh, that one was part of like a program that the school had. So it's like diverse directors. So it's like oh. first time first time directors, but from diverse backgrounds, they gave them a chance to direct a short film kind of thing. So mm. I think a lot of them, like obviously it's first time director, they are navigating kind of way. So it was a bit... But I mean, the director, like she's really established kind of okay like oh, she's okay. she's a screen she's a screenwriter mm. and she wrote like the scripts for like girl with a pearl earring oh, okay. that kind of like big big oh, wow. stuff but just never had a chance to direct yeah wow. so yeah but yeah lah so um, why yeah, so I, so I, what I was the point that you're trying to make <laughs> that, that I also didn't know what was happening oh <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> but gotta give chance you know I must explain the complex first like the, oh. the context the context <laughs> right, what's going right. on yeah yeah, like like I knew what was happening, but I didn't know the reason why things were happening. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but it was well shot. Definitely, I um not not saying anything else. Um, besides that, but I think yeah, this that was the whole um UK experience, and you're back in Singapore now. Um, mm. how's it like working creatively here in Singapore? Like we saw, like you did a bit of work with also like Charlie Lim. And some commercial work as well, so maybe um can describe a bit of the experience working in the maybe music video style of stuff. Like, is there any difference between that and the short films you've done? I think like the the good thing about working for Charlie Lim right is that he's quite uh open to a lot of ideas. So like for me, I haven't. I feel like I still haven't had a chance to properly show a music video. Because you know, like, a lot of music videos is more of a concept, aesthetics, mm. Mm. Uh, how it looks, that kind of thing. There's not much of a, how you say, it's not a lot of, like, going into what's the story, that kind of thing. Mm. So yeah. it's a different, like, mindset that you have to go into when you show a music video. Right. But whereas, like, a lot of the Charlie Lim music videos, and also there's a reason why I've only, only shot Charlie Lim music videos. <laughs> uh it's like he's he's more open to like like if you've seen the 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 two music videos that I did for him right yeah. it's more there's a story behind it one yeah yeah so uh that we're, we're actually gonna do another one for him where it's more concept more aesthetic also mm. Mm. but but it, but yeah like I feel that music video here especially in the industry here is not very present I think. I don't know if it's because like there's no audience for it. Like a lot of mm. people are just more uh, in tune with um, like, you know, yeah, Western music. I think, and 
I think if you turn a music video into a listicle, maybe people will watch. <laughs> <laughs> Top five things Charlie Lim Top likes. Five, yeah. Top five words maybe. in this song. <laughs> Top five things you get out from listening to this song. Yeah. Yeah. But how did you manage to get involved with the Charlie Lim video? Uh, it was quite a funny uh, story actually. Like, I think maybe three, was it three? Maybe three, four years ago. I can't remember when it's the... Uh, yeah, about three, four years ago. So he he asked like on his Instagram, he asked, I think he posted on something like looking for an intern to help with things. So I actually mm. messaged him. I said like, uh, I don't mind helping him as an intern. La. So I was helping him like create, uh, like do visuals for his launch, like I think his album launch or something. La. Like I was doing oh. graphics for him. Uh, then after that, I was thinking like, hey, why not might as well just ask. Since I'm, I like, I'm in now, uh, I'm in the <laughs> in there now, you know, right? Okay, just ask for me. So like my friend and I just decided like the, the director that I did Han with, right? We just yeah. like, okay, let's let's go and uh like like pitch to him that let's do a music video for one of his songs. And he was like, Yeah, sure, okay, fine. So we're like, great wow. uh, that's how that yeah, so that was the the how we got in uh, which was quite yeah. lucky to be honest. Right. Oh uh, yeah, that was the, nice. the main the main bit. Yeah. Then we did that first one and it was quite a it was a very good process because like he will talk with you through um how like what his mindset was when he was writing the story like the the, the song mm-hmm. or what does it mean to him and then from there we derive like this sort of like storyline for his music video mm. yeah so where would the yeah, budget yeah. come from then uh, when you yeah. proposed to him to do a music video was it like his out of his own pocket or a label it's actually like the first one, right? He wasn't with a label yet, oh, so it's okay. actually like out of his own pocket. And then a lot of the other stuff is that we got, we we had to look for, um, re- equipment that would sponsor us, or like mm. um, we had to really ask for favors in terms of like getting crew who would work for free, like friends that in the in the industry oh. that would work for us for free. Mm. So it's like really like the lowest of the low budget. Like we didn't have any budget. Hi, mm. it's a lot of favors, lah. Basically. Mm. Yeah. That, then the second, yeah. What do you mean? For 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 so for UK, is there more like a a a fixed way on how you can get all these things uh given to you or like because it seems like in Singapore it's very like uh who you know kind of thing. Like like getting a music video or yeah, yeah, like uh, getting free stuff. Uh, either staff or or budget for for anything that any projects that you do. I think the i would say that the main difference is that right a lot of the production houses the equipment houses in the uk are more willing to oh. rent their equipment to you for free right. in or like at a cheaper rate because a lot of them um recognize that you are the future of the generate like the industry la. so yeah. they are willing to give you the equipment for this job so that in the future you'll keep going back to them yeah right okay whereas here is a bit difficult because I mean there's only like like how many product, uh, like equipment houses yeah, and then yeah. you just want to earn the money so yeah. it's a bit different in that sense la. like I mean we I think we actually took the equipment from my from NTU <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so so yeah that, that that side is a bit more difficult then like the second the second music video we did for 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 him we managed to got like the camera side of equipment we got it sponsored from Red hmm. yeah wow. so so like it's a lot of favor, like just keep asking for free favors, law like thick skin, mm. uh, just close eye and ask. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, your the corporate gigs you've done? So you've done stuff for like UOB and uh, Singapore Tourism Board, right? Yeah. So you know when you when you 
let's say you show them your your show reel and it's like very cinematic, <laughs> then do they do they also kind of expect something like that when you when they hire you? And let's say if they don't have the budget to you know have like the cine, cine lenses and the proper cameras and stuff, how do you navigate that? You know how do you manage expectations with with these corporate clients? Um. Okay, so like the UOB one, right, was was directly with us. Like it didn't go through a production oh. house. So it, uh, they were quite nice about it, actually. Like they, they gave us quite a bit of freedom uh, in terms of like the brief. They said yeah. like, this is roughly what they want, but you can go and do what you want. But this is the budget I give you. Lah. So as long as you work within that budget, we're okay. Um, whereas I think like for say the tourism board one, but also, I, I kind of knew the production house, went through a production house. La. But I think it's a lot of compromise. Law. Like, here is a lot oh. of compromise. Where, okay, for one, like, I think a lot of, like, agency clients and even production houses, they look at your reel and what you have. Mm. And then okay. say, like, okay, we want this look. This DP can produce this look. We will go for this person. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it really relies a lot on on, on your show reel. Yeah, which is why mostly I've not been getting any DVCs because <laughs> I don't have a DVC reel and right. a lot of people are not willing to risk, you know, your budget on someone right. that hasn't done DVC, which is quite frustrating um, yeah. for the industry here. Lah. It's quite hard to get in unless you like know someone and they're willing to take a chance. Mm. Um, yeah, so... so but then when, when you do get it, I think it's a lot of compromise in the sense that, okay, this is the budget you have. You have to work around it. Lah. Then you compromise on not getting a super expensive city lens, but try still keeping the look that they want mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like majority of our job really is adapting. Problem yeah, solving, I mean, troubleshooting, yeah. image maker. Yeah. That's your image new... Image maker. Yeah. Hashtag image yeah, maker. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that is that what you want to do uh, do you want to go into TVCs as your yeah. like bread and butter what, what how do you even your, balance that that's the thing yeah. are, you, are, you, are you strictly a filmmaker only <laughs> indeed I want to make, wanna make <laughs> films indeed. the thing is like I I know for sure that I want to do narrative okay. but yeah. I also want to try TVC I think it's good yeah. la, as a DP at least to have that kind of flexibility mm. to go back and forth because if you really think about it right narrative is passion project one like yeah there's right. a lot of money in you, TVCs yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. your TVC right will be the one that pay the bill la. Yeah. yeah but narrative is the one where you will continue staying in the yeah. line of work <laughs> yeah you do it so that you can stay in the line of work for your mental you know your mental well-being exactly exactly yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there are different people that like fully into TVC one like they can't right, be bothered yeah. to do narrative kind of la, but yeah mm. that's just me la. yeah wait so yeah. how do you what do you do outside of filmmaking right to bring those uh, I, like fresh ideas to your work um I mean there's the classic ones like uh try to go as much to museums look at exhibits okay. like just look at arts in a different kind of perspective that I think I, f- I feel that that quite uh help, that helps a lot la. Mm. um but I also like, I, I last, no, last year? Was it last year? I think last year. I started to paint because I was getting a lot oh. of stress from filmmaking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to like take my mind off filmmaking. I think I saw them. Uh, it looks like Picasso a bit, right? Uh, a bit, yeah, it's abstract. Like a bit abstract. Abstract. Yeah. A bit abstract, yeah. Then got because, a lot of colour on like, yeah, yeah, yeah. three colours. 
filmmaking made my mind a bit abstract. Oh, okay. Yeah, or like messy. Yeah. Uh, Jumble up your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, you know, it's, I guess it's interesting to me how you as a creative try and balance that you want to do for your own work and then what yeah. pays the bills. Because mm. if not, like without one, you kind of go, can go crazy. And personally, personally, like, do you have like a certain ratio in your head? Or can you do one, two TVC, then it's for yeah. then one creative work? Or how how do you kind of balance that in your head? I don't know. Eh. I I I feel like at this point in my career, I haven't reached that point yet where I right. even have TVC to go and think about. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like maybe in the future, I probably will only be able to do maybe four or five. And then I will have to go and do a narrative kind. Right. But I think for me, I will always say only la, but I will always try to um, prioritize narrative. Like if I get a narrative work, I will, pro- I will probably prioritize that <laughs> over like uh, like if I get a TBC. La. Unless unless I'm like on the streets, maybe like poor kind, then <laughs> I, I cannot. La. Right. Yeah, I think one more oh. thing we wanted to find out also is the... Um, I think we asked this a bit earlier, but yeah. do you f- um, ask something related to this earlier in terms of being like a female DOP? But do you think that being one actually, do you see a need to choose projects that are directed at more female audiences or, or projects that help empower yeah. female voices? Mm, I think I wouldn't say that I actively look for works that that promote um like like female empowerment and all that mm. stuff. But um how do you say like I think I'm more no I think I think I'm, I'm interested in in the idea first. Mm-hmm. Like I I wouldn't like say if you if I get a project that is like for female empowerment but it might not be the the best <laughs> yeah. kind of, like idea in that sense lah. I would probably consider taking, I wouldn't like jump to the opportunity. Oh my God, I'm going to do it because it's for female empowerment or like it's with it. I think I will always prioritize the craft first and like Mm. try to make it um, like a good, a good thing. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, you're fighting for this cause, but if it's not good, right, it won't reach the maximum amount of people. And Mm. you know, at the end of the day, like what's the point? But I think, Yeah. I, uh, but I do enjoy, I actually really, really enjoy working with females. Like mm. in terms of like female directors or other HODs that are female, like production designer female or like sound or like a crew that's entirely female. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite different. Like what you get, right, is really very different in terms of like uh, perspective. Okay. Yeah, it's a very like different perspective that you get from um, females compared to males. Like. Not that like, it's bad or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just different kind of perspective. It's a fresher as compared to what, you know, like whatever that you see, right, it's fresher because mm. you've not seen much of female perspective. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Do you have any examples of that? Yeah. That you can um, show us? As in stuff that I've done before or like just in general? Um, what? I guess stuff you've done before in, in general, like um, that you've seen the actual like fresh perspective actually shape your work or maybe some some example you can tell us about I think like the, the, the best example I can give now right because it's the, the freshest one in my mind right but it's like I just watched this UK series 
uh, it's called I May Destroy You. Mm-hmm. It's basically mm-hmm. about um, like rape and like sexual assault, their experience and 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 all that kind of, of, of stuff. Lah. And it's a topic where a lot of people have done stories about it before. Mm-hmm. And it's always, you always see it as something like tragic, sad, uh, you know, that kind of emotion that they always try to, to tell you that it's wrong, that it's tragic, that yeah. it shouldn't happen to anyone. Yes, that perspective is correct and it's what people should uh, think about. But like this, for, for this TV series, right, like, I mean, Destroy You, right, is basically it happened to the, the, the writer. So she's acting in it and she's writing and she's like a, I think she's like a poet. Right, okay. But she, so she wrote the entire script and she directed and uh, acted in it. But it's, 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 it's a really good, example of a female perspective because she is like really unapologetic like mm. even though like there are episodes where spoiler alert uh, like mm. <laughs> episodes alert like, like episodes where after her sexual assault she she still go out and party that kind of thing but right. she portrays it in a way not where you feel like, hey, why, why is she doing this? Like, already gonna once, you wanna gonna another time, right. is it? Yep. Like, that kind of thing, you know? She, but she portrays it as, like, everybody has a different way of processing and, like, um, you know, like, moving on in that sense. And that was her perspective. And, like, you just never see this kind of, of, of thing being represented. They always try and do it in a very cautious way. Mm. Like, oh, we oh. have to be gentle with these people. We have to be cautious mm, because right, they just right. got sexually assaulted. Yeah. Right. So like it's this kind of like new perspectives that you get from, you know, like 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 uh female female directors or like female creatives that mm. I feel that they are they are happening that is happening now like, when they are given more opportunities to really express yeah. Nice, that's that's, that's a good example. Where where can one watch mm. that? Is uh, it on Netflix or? It's 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 not so. Oh, I watch it illegally. So, so, so <laughs> okay, share, share later. Share later. <laughs> Search yourself. <laughs> so never go and search yeah, yourself. So search <laughs> Be yourself, creative. Okay? Think outside the box. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can plan as much as you want, but in the end, you have to think outside the box. Search exactly. yourself. <laughs> Wait, so, so given the right budget, right? What is something that you want to work on in the future? If it's given everything ah. that you are, yeah, mission impossible. Oh, oh. paying attention or not? Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> a, a mission impossible silent film. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as long as you give me big budget, I can shoot all the action stuff. Silent, I don't care. Just okay. let me shoot all the action <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Is it really um, what yeah. I, I into like action action style of? No la, but I think it's quite exciting. Eh, like, I think it's quite exciting. <laughs> yeah. Eh? Yeah. I think very different from what you've done so far, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like really different. And it's 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 just challenge. It's a challenge, law. Like mm. you know, oh, how to shoot uh, a chase scene in you know like. Up the building or something like that. Wow, yeah. okay. Sure, chasing the like, all, chat, all this lah. All else, uh, try lah. <laughs> sure, sure, cannot, cannot. Yeah. Phil, you take your iPhone all on there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, fucking hard, yeah. Yeah, Mission Impossible. Uh, anyone listening out there, Mission Impossible. Yeah, thank please, you. please fun Rachel, Rachel Liu. Liu, yes. Yeah, <laughs> if you know Tom Cruise, let him know. <laughs> <laughs> or you can get Elvin Ng or some shit lah. I don't know some equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, shout out Elvin Ng. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I I will only settle for Tom Cruise. Oh, wow, okay, okay. Wow, wow. yeah. Okay, Tom Golden Cruise Temple winner. Eh. Yeah. A very high standard, standard one. Eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think before we wrap it up, maybe you could 
um, give some advice to people actually wanting to start out in um, film or maybe want to get to a position where you are at, what are the kind of steps do you think they can take and what to look out for? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite answer. Right? Yeah. Favorite answer. I really, don't I don't know. know. Uh. I really don't know. Um, but I mean, to be fair, it's, uh, I'm not like, I'm not even like close to, you know, being where I want to be. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's it's really just, uh, you're willing to, to, to take the step. Law. Like you're just willing to, I wouldn't say sacrifice that because, uh, yes, I don't think sacrifice is the right word, but I'm just mm. willing to to take the step to go and learn, to experiment, to explore, and don't be afraid. Uh. Just don't be afraid to to, to try things. Because uh. mm. uh, there will be more than 9 out of 10 times, right? You will fail one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> really 9 out of 10 times. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's usually the 10th time that you, you get it right. Yeah. And the important thing is not to give up before that. Correct. Yeah. Mm. It's really quite important, lah. Like to focus, focus on the the good bits. Even mm-hmm. if it's one out of ten, right? You just focus on the good bits. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Rachel, for coming on and sharing your interesting experiences with us. Even Our though first you don't female guest. Yep. Even <laughs> though you don't you don't know many things, but yeah. you know enough for us. Yeah. You know more than us, Ken, really. Yeah, you That's know more than enough. us, it's good enough. <laughs> well, you say you don't know, but in the end, you know a lot. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't know, but you do so much. Win the award. <laughs> get into prestigious school. Uh, um, so, yeah. if, if people, if, for example, Tom Cruise is listening, he wants to look at, he wants to look for you, where can he find you? Uh, I, you can find me on Instagram. Mm. My handle is Rachel Liu, L-I-E-W-S-Y. Oh, oh, I, have a, oh. I have a website also. That's my website name. Um, but yeah, email. Also Rachel same. Also, com. yeah, All exactly. Rachel Liu. That's this my just website. For Cruise, just for Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, just for Tom Cruise. Just for Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise, if you're listening, right, yeah. my email is also the same. Shout email out. me anytime. Email me anywhere. <laughs> can you can send you DM also. <laughs> DM her. I don't yeah, know DM what. Her. Yes, yes. DM her. I, I already put a disclaimer that if I... Don't follow you and Tom Cruise if you message me, DM yeah. me, right? It yeah. may take a while to reply. Oh, shit. Yeah, you better be patient, Tom Cruise. <laughs> wait. Uh, yeah, you're also human, okay? We all have to wait. Right? Exactly, exactly. Thanks for, yeah. the, thanks for coming on. Thanks for right. having me. Thank Hopefully thank this you. goes better than the other, you know, other ones that you've done. We won't say who, but you know. Yeah. At least no connection problems at this time. Yeah, no connection problems. <laughs> Smooth. Smooth. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.